see uh, that uh, oh, anybody talking in the Bible like uh, angels are not real. I mean, it's like the Bible is your friend, especially when you feel afraid about anything. If you go to read the Bible, you're going to get all kind of support that, hey, there's got to be angels around me too. And they are. Now, so that brings us to the book of Hebrews. Now, if you go all the way down here, let me scroll down. Uh, he's describing Jesus here in the first few verses, and I'll take verse 5 to start with. He says, For unto which the angels did he say at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Oh, and then I'll be to him a father, and I'll be to him a son. And then he goes on and says, uh, When he brings in the first begotten into the world, uh, he says, Let all the angels of God worship. So it's hard for the angels who don't exist, to worship Jesus. I mean, it doesn't make sense. This whole first chapter of Hebrews talks about uh, angels. Now, watch some things he says. It's me that I don't run across the wires here. Notice he says, uh, and of the angels which he says, who makes his angel spirit and his ministers a flame of fire. This is actually, verse 7 is really out of the book of Psalms. I don't have a study Bible where it, well, I, I think it's like Psalm 10. I'm pretty close. It's, I, I think it's Psalm 103. Uh, <clears throat> but anyway, again, he's talking about angels. Now, uh, this is so interesting. He's comparing Jesus to the angels, and Jesus is so much far greater. But there's some points here that are made about angels that are fantastic. Uh, uh, again, he says, To which of the angels said he at any time, Sit on my right hand till I make your enemies thy footstool? Verse 14 is what I want you to say. Are they not all ministering spirits? Now, we know who Jesus is. But are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Well, it doesn't sound like that. Their job is over with. It's a continual job. Well, yes, it is. Let's take a look at uh, their continual job. Uh, <clears throat> one of their jobs is we can find in the book of Psalms, now, remember, in the book of Psalms, Psalms is supposed to be like, uh, it's common knowledge, because David put this in a psalm. It's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, the angels, oh, yeah, yeah. We think about it. So look what they say here. Uh, let's start here in verse 1. Oh, uh, here we go. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Okay, I'm going to praise the Lord. Now, why are we going to praise the Lord? These are some great things. I sought the Lord. He heard me, delivered me out of all my fears. Wow. Uh, I like to um, highlight that. Oh, I like to point out, this has got nothing to do with going to heaven. This whole psalm has nothing to do with David worried about whether or not he's going to go to heaven. He is worried about his problems, whatever they may be. Notice that the S right there. There's more than one fear. These things happen throughout the day. You're okay. All of a sudden you get phone calls. Oh, no. What am I going to do? Well, don't forget. Practice what we preach here and begin to pray. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, delivered me out of all my fears. That phrase doesn't quit in Psalm 34. It's funny. I did not learn that, that uh, psalm in preacher school. I wish they did, uh, but they didn't. Uh, I learned it because I used it. It worked. Now, here we go. The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivereth them. So your angels this morning are not just sitting there 
saying, well, you know, this Fred character, we got to be here, whatever. No, they are with Fred all the time to deliver him. Now, you're kidding yourself if, if you haven't had moments where you do, boy, I'm so glad I didn't touch that because maybe the electricity was hot. Uh, or maybe there was something physical hot. Or when you're driving, all of a sudden, boom, I'm glad I didn't go because somebody went by in front of you. I mean, things that you did not have any control over, and all of a sudden you notice, wow, I'm so glad I didn't go or I didn't this or whatever. They are there. I mean, you just can't possibly believe you got lucky. Yeah. Well, I just lucky. Well, <laughs> man, I, it doesn't explain it good enough for me. And then when you make not just little problems, let's say answers. You're doing something and you're going, you know, I, I, I really need to, I really need to make those your keys. And you start, what did I do with my keys? Or you had a thought, and uh, I don't know where I left them. I remember I left mine in the, I had a lake house, my parents did, and uh, I remember, I, I carried, and I just remember, I just prayed about it, because I could not find them for nearly a day. But I had got out of the car, had McDonald bags, and put my key right here, had trash in my hand, and I went to throw it away, I threw the keys away, and I was at work, Bob, at Shore Ed, and all of a sudden I thought, <gasps> To the garbage at the lake house. That's where it is. And I went straight. I didn't even go back to work that afternoon. I went straight to the lake house. Because I knew my keys were in that garbage can. Sure enough, right in that garbage can. But you'll find things and whatever. And, the, uh, and, it, and, and what I like about this is nowhere in the Bible does it say you get one. I know Disney makes movies, great movies, and I like them. Genie in a bottle or whatever. And, uh, oh, we all, you know, be nice if you, you had. Real genie, whatever, but who ever gets that? But praise the Lord, we're so much better than that. So it says, the angel of the Lord encampeth, and I used to say this, it's the King James word, and my kids and I, when we grew up, we had prayer every night, and I'd say, well, uh, I think that we sleep good, and we're healed, and we're all in church, and the angels are encamped about us. And Joy told me later, she, she never knew what encamped meant. You know, I thought, I probably, as a dad, I probably should have used a better word. She just had in her mind they were camping, whatever. And, and I, well, in a sense, that's good. They're encamped around you. They're, they're got their beanie weenies out, and they're right there. Uh, it doesn't quit, actually. There's this notation to see the Lord is good. All this stuff is uh, really fantastic. Um, anyway, all this is about he'll keep you safe. Let's go to, uh, let's go back over here again. And, uh, again, what angels are doing. Uh, you know, if you have a study Bible and you and you, the first place you find angels, or just go on the internet. If you go on the internet and or a computer, uh, you, you can search for angels, and they'll be full. Uh, just every place where they're where they're identified, you can read about them. Um, Psalm ninety one is uh, got a uh, an absolute um, great. Excuse me. Yeah. Fred, can you say from that angle? If you want to look over here, please. All right. Okay, good, good. Well, look at this right here. Oh, I need to read the word. That's good. Oh, I tell you what, I forgot. I forgot to focus. I need to focus. Yeah, you need to read. I forgot to focus. There you go, a little better. Oh, this is so fantastic. I'm going to switch to the Living Bible here. Because uh, I wonder about this. You know, what is that? 
This shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come out of thy dwelling. And you don't have to uh, be worried about this shall no evil befall thee. This psalm is like, are you kidding me? It's not like a goal. It's better than that. It belongs to you. There are troubles that come. Troubles came to Jesus. I mean, they tried. Remember Luke chapter uh, Luke chapter four. They tried to take Jesus and throw him off a cliff. Okay, so it wasn't like, oh, what life is happening to me? No, these things are going to try to come, but they didn't throw him off that cliff. Anyway, four, he shall give his angels charge. That means command over thee. Notice he didn't say, well, I'm going to wait and see if Richard ever asks for help. He gives his angels commandments. Note, I love it, to keep thee in all thy ways. And I like to think of kids. You can tell a kid, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. And you know you were a kid one time, too. And as soon as you got away from the vision of your parents, you were, I'm going to do something. Maybe mess with an anthill, you know. You might not know it. The ant was covering your leg while you're on the nose. You know what I'm saying? Your mama said, don't, but you got in it anyway. Well, I'm telling you, his angels are there to keep charge of you in all your ways. Fantastic. Look, it doesn't quit. They shall bear thee up in their hands. Look at this. Lest you dash your foot against the stone. Now remember, Jesus, when Satan came to tempt him, the devil said, well, if you're the son of God, why don't you just jump off this cliff, off the temple? For it's written, he'll give his angels charge concerning you. Well, Jesus wasn't going to do anything the devil said. That was the whole point of the whole thing. He wasn't going to do it. He said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. We don't have to test the Lord here. But the point is, is that the devil himself even knows what angels are there to do. And uh, anyway, they'll bear you up in your hands. They'll keep you safe. Uh, I want to show you, for instance, here. Uh, let's go to uh, Acts chapter uh, 12. A great story here. And you can see how this works. Okay. Uh, Acts 12, 12, let's see. Yeah, I'm way down a little far. Hang on, I meant to go to verse 1, but we'll back up. I'm going to roll them out too much here. Okay. Oh, I meant y'all do this real quick while we're there. Uh, I meant to go to this, and let's go to... Uh, uh, this is neat about these angels. So uh, let me get to Book of Psalms here. Uh, Psalms, I need to go. Unfortunately, that's the only way I know to get there is I gotta. Uh, well, it's just right here. No, that's not it. Okay. Let me get to the 90s. Hold on. I thought I could get a little faster, but <clears throat> I hadn't learned how to do that one yet. Okay. It doesn't give me a list. Oh, here we go. We're about there. Psalm 91, here we are. Psalm 91, uh, let's see. Uh, this is the same phrase. It says, he rescues you from every trap and from the fatal plague. And I'll switch this, this to uh, King James here, verse 3. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of fowler and from the noisome pestilence. So noisome pestilence is deadly plague. Oh, but now we're going to find out down here at... Um, Let's see. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Okay? Now let's look at this in the uh, Living Bible, verse 10. Uh, 
how can they, how can evil overtake me or any plague come near me? I mean, wow, you know, it's, he's going to keep you safe from this stuff. Oh, uh, here's this, nor dread the plagues of darkness or disasters in the morning. I love the dangers of the day. Wow. He will shield you with his wings. They will shelter I love this. His faithful promises are your armor. Hallelujah. You know, we just got to add a little faith to this. That's all. Remember, Peter was walking on the water. Jesus said, come on. So here comes Peter. He's walking. He's doing good. Keep coming. Peter starts looking at the wind and the waves. He got afraid. He started to think. So, you know, that's why it says his faithful promises are your armor. We've got to do our part here. We've got to say, you know, Lord, it don't look good outside, but I'm going to trust you. I'm going to start walking on that water. The water symbolizes today, because we're going to walk on the water. The water symbolizes today our troubles. The storms are out there, but I'm going to make it. I'm going to be all right. Okay, let's go back to, uh, let's see, that's, uh, here we are. Back over here. So, about angels here. Now, about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hand to vex certain other churches. That means he wanted to kill them. I mean, Herod thought, we're just going to kill some Christians, okay? He killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter. Now, remember, see, the Jews, uh, not all of them, because Peter was a Jew, too. Matter of fact, they were all, practically all Jews at this time. Um, but anyway, the Jews that were against Jesus, I don't know about his Jesus character. And Paul was one of them. Paul was having them killed, too, until Paul got saved. So they took, uh, they took Peter, and they, this, these were the days of unleavened bread, um, almost like the Passover. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers. That was 16 soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Well, then he was going to kill him. He's going to have him killed. Now watch this. This is great. Therefore, Peter was kept in prison. I love this. But prayer was made without ceasing of the church. Now, you think that had anything to do with it? Yes, it had something to do with it. Praise the Lord. So, and when Herod would have brought him um, forth, the same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and the keepers of the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him. Now, this is no shock. We've already read Psalm 34 that the angel of the Lord encampeth around them that fear him and delivereth them. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison. He smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Hey, arise quickly, and his chains fell off his hands. The angel said unto him, Gird yourself and bind on your sandals. So he did, and said unto him, Cast your garment about thee and follow me. And he went out and followed him, and wist, that means he, he knew not, he didn't know. He thought it was a dream. He knew not it was true, which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. Okay. Uh, let's see. Here we are. When they were past the first and second ward, I mean, security gate one, security gate two, they came unto the iron gate that leads unto the city. Okay. Which to the, I love this. <laughs> which opens them of its own accord. I mean, he's a lecture. You know, well, I go by myself. Yeah. And forthwith, the angel departed from him. Well, the angel got him out, and he just disappeared. Anyway, Peter, he came to himself. He realized he wasn't dreaming, verse 11. And he said, now I know, look at this, of a surety that the Lord hath sent his angel and hath delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectations of the Jews. In other words, the Jews were so excited, we're going to kill Peter tomorrow. 
Anyway, when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of, uh, where are we at? Yeah, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, and many were gathered together praying. Now, remember what they were praying about. They knew Peter was going to be executed the next day. Well, not anymore. Now, this is really kind of funny. I just think this is great. And Peter knocked at the door, and a damsel came to hearken. Remember, she, she, she was so excited. Because her name is Rhoda, anyway, and she knew Peter's voice. And she couldn't even open the door because she was so excited. She raced back upstairs and said, You're not going to believe it. Peter's at the door. And they go, You've lost your mind. Okay, so watch it. So, anyway, uh, she ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate or the door. Okay. They said unto her, Let me see. Okay. They said, You're mad. <laughs> But she constantly affirmed that it was so. Then they said, I mean, come on, see, it's his angel. I mean, it was, it, it's really funny. It, it, the shock of the reality of their answered prayer was like, this can't be so, because 16 soldiers, we just had somebody go down there and look and that 16 soldiers. But Peter continued knocking. I mean, bless his heart, he's still outside, you know, that's something. And when they had opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. But he beckoned with the hand. Notice he said, look, hold on. Shh, shh. He said, but go and tell James these things and his brother. And then he departed and went to another place. Well, the rest of the story is not any good. I tell you what, the first time for those soldiers. Because verse 19, when Herod sought for him and found him not, he examined the keepers. And man, they all got executed. Which I think is kind of good. God does not, is not involved in... What a lot of people like to say, tree huggers or whatever, or uh, green technology, whatever, you know, well, God's not going to hurt anybody. Well, it's not God. God got Peter out. These other people need Jesus. These 16 soldiers need Jesus, too. They work for Herod. Herod's mad as can be, and he had all these soldiers executed. Look at that. And when Herod had sought for him and found him not, he examined the keepers and commanded that they should be put to death. Now, what do I get from that? Well, uh, you need to remember, God wants to help you. You know, don't ration your prayers out and your thinking. Go, well, rationally, if God helps me, that's probably going to hurt somebody's feelings, or it might not. No, if it, Peter was going to get executed. The church didn't care. They said, God, get him out. Okay? Don't worry about this other stuff. Just don't. Ask the Lord to get you out. I'm telling you, he will get you out. Uh, let's go to, uh, in the book of Acts 2, I want to show you another one here. This is right up in chapter 1. Oh, uh, I think I got it. I know I clicked it. Well, I'll take it again. There it is. Uh, Acts chapter 1, and let me scroll down a little bit. Jesus is actually standing here. He's fixing to go up into heaven. And uh, here it is right here. And, and remember, he said, you'll be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and all the other parts of the world. And all of a sudden, Jesus, he goes up in a cloud. So they're all standing there, and they're looking up like this. That's where the story is. And while they're looking up, all of a sudden, whoa, there's this what happened. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they look steadfastly toward heaven, watch what happens here. Okay? Oh. 
while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye here gazing into the heaven, into heaven? This same Jesus, which was taken up from you into heaven, so shall come in like manner as you as you've seen him go. I mean, go into heaven. So these angels were there. Uh, how do we know the angels are there? Well, remember, he promised these angels would be there. Uh, I'll go back to the book of Hebrews again. And uh, let's see, I think it, it is. It's chapter 12. And hmm, I think it's 10. Let me get to it. I'm starting to get a little quicker with this electronic. <laughs> I'm so much faster here. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know that. Because I actually know it's on the left side. It's on the right side. Oh, there's no left side, right side here. <laughs> That, that gets me a little bit, but it's making me, it's, yeah, it's making me a little bit better uh, to know where these things are. Uh, let's see. Here we are, verse 18. He says, you're not coming to the mount that might be touched and that burned with fire and orange. He's talking about Mount Sinai when, Abraham, uh, when Moses had the Ten Commandments. I mean, nobody got near that mountain. They thought Moses had died. He went up on that mountain to talk with God, and they said, Man, this is scary. It was really scary. And the uh, reason it's not scary anymore is because we have a high priest. Jesus is, is you know, he's your access to God now. I mean, it's sin that had ruined that relationship. The reason God couldn't be near man. Man was just, we were all sinful. And what's funny is, it's not my personal sin, Sue's personal sin, or friends, or any of this. It was the sin of Adam. That's the reason we beat ourselves up going, well, I just, I just, you know. The whole thing was the result of Adam's transgression. The book of Romans says, by one man's offense, death reigned. Now, we joined him. We did our own stuff, too. But by one man's offense, death reigned. We were doomed. But then it says, by one man's obedience, that was Jesus. See, Jesus didn't fail. He succeeded. And so... It doesn't matter how bad you feel about your sins or whatever. You're not going to get anywhere with that. You're just not. Well, I'll just die. That's not going to help you either. You can't get to that mountain. It's like, I'm staying away. Even any animal that touched, I think it says, any animal that got near it. Yeah, verse uh, 20. Uh, he says, um, uh, for they could not thrust through a dart. Oh, excuse me. For they could not endure that which was commanded. And if so much as a beast touched that mountain, it was stoned or thrust through the dark. Anyway, so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I fear and quake, uh, you know, exceedingly. You just couldn't get near God, you know. But when Jesus comes here, it's almost like he's saying, oh, I want to introduce you to the Father God. When pray to your Father in secret, he'll reward you openly. That's because Jesus, within three years, was fixed to be the Lamb of God. And a whole thing was going to open up where we could now have access to, to God ourselves. So watch this. So that's what he says. But you are coming to Mount Zion, unto the city of the living God. But he said it's the heavenly Jerusalem. And two, look at this, an innumerable company of angels. You are every angel available in heaven. And it's innumerable. The book of Psalms says it's like tens of thousands of thousands. There's a number out there. But it's, it's a lot of them. Oh, and... What does he say? You are coming to it. You're coming about Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly, the church of the firstborn, which 
are written in heaven, in other words, your name is written in heaven, to the God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. See, we were, were born again. It's not like Phil started living right. That's not it. Living right wouldn't help him. He had to believe in Jesus. I didn't to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. Remember, Abel was killed by Cain, and Abel was crying out vengeance, and anyway, all that's taken care of now. Uh, but anyway, uh, the point I want you to see is, why does it say to an innumerable company of angels? Wow. Well, that'll bring us to another incident about angels. Let's see what Jesus says, and, and watch his attitude towards us. Uh, We'll say Peter. i got to find it here. This may take me a second. Uh, uh, I think it's 26. The story here is in the garden. Judas is on the way with all those people. Remember, Judas got 30 pieces of silver to turn Jesus in to the high priest. Okay. Um, let me just see where we're at. I think it's right here. We'll try it. Um, oh, man, isn't that something? This is what's so funny. This is things that you guys are going to see from now on. I'll appear preaching. Make sure. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll appear preaching, and I had a thought. I go, I need to go such and such, and I'll flip over here. I mean, it went right to so I went right to where I need to be here. Anyway, he's in the garden. Jesus, he's in the garden here, a place called Gethsemane, and and says to his disciples, sit here while I go over here and pray. Well, these guys are real sleepy. You know all the story. Um, now let's speed ahead. And here comes the bad guys. Okay. He says, sleep on. Yeah, he says, sleep on. Take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. He is at hand that does betray us. Why do we yet fake Jews? Remember, it's nighttime. It's dark. And a great multitude of swords and staves. I mean, man, this bunch had come. From the chief priests and the elders. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign. Remember, he said, I'm going to kiss him. Okay. Whoever I kiss, the same as a sign. Uh, forthwith he came to Jesus, said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. Jesus said unto him, Friend, wherefore are you coming? In other words, why did you come? Then they came and they laid hands on Jesus. Now watch what happens next. And behold, one of them which were with Jesus stretched out his hand, drew his sword, and struck a servant of the high priest and took off his ear. Woo! Now watch what Jesus said. Now we're looking at angels. Watch this. Then he said unto him. Now remember, Jesus doesn't need to tell us things that don't belong to us. I mean, you're, 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 you're confusing me, Jesus. I just, it'd be better if you just don't tell me. So he told us this so we would know. Put again thy sword in its place. For all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Now that phrase is only good for right then. We've had some presidents and we've had some people thinking that we can't have wars because, you know, that's not Christ-like or whatever. Yes, it is. Matter of fact, the same night, the same, just hours before this, Jesus asked his disciples, he said, has anybody got a sword? And one of them, Thaddeus, or whoever it was, said, hey, Lord, we got two of them. It's like, we got two nine millimeters. And Jesus said, okay, that's good. That's good enough. That's good enough. Why did Jesus say we needed that? Well, he still had, it was still a long time before these guys were coming. And everybody in town was trying to kill Jesus almost. I mean, it, it makes sense. 
next to me. I want to make sure I got my secret service people here or whatever. You know. So uh, he was talking about, and he'll explain this, that if you take the sword tonight and try to defend me, Jesus was saying, you'll lose your life. Because he already told them, the shepherd's going to be smitten and the sheep are going to scatter. And believe me, you better scatter. Don't hang around. This bunch is serious. You need to get out of here. And after three days, I'll rise from the dead, and everything's going to be different. But right now, don't be fighting. Now, look at this phrase in verse 53. Thinkest thou not, in other words, I'm supposed to think this, that I cannot pray to my Father. Now, remember, he's already said, we're supposed to call him our Father, too. And he shall, I love this, presently. That means right now. Not well, I'm, I'm running a little late right now, Jesus. I can't help you right now, but first thing in the morning, we'll be there. No, presently. Give me, look at this, more than 12 legions of angels. Now, one translation, I think if I went to the Living Bible, it would tell us 12 legions is like 14,000. While we're at it, we'll just look. Let's see what that is. Because I don't know what that is. Uh, where were we? We were looking at, uh, that is Matthew 26, verse 51. Let's just see what that is. Matthew... Matthew 26, yeah, run all the way to 41. That ain't right. We messed up that. Let's go back. Where did we get to? Uh, I got that. Hang on. Ah, that's how you do it. Matthew 26, and it was 41. That's how you do that. Let's learn. Okay. A little bit later in that. Okay. There it is. Uh, and what he says, do you not realize that I could ask my father for thousands of angels to protect us? Look at this. And he would send them instantly. Praise the Lord. That's what you need to walk out of here realizing. Praise God. Did he ever say, I would have angels? Yes. Yes. Uh, let me show you in uh, another place. I mean, Jesus just doesn't expect us to think that this stuff is not there. Angels are not there. He, he expects us to assume they are. Look at this right here. Uh, Matthew 18. Um, oh, let's see. I think it's the fifth thing. Let me check here. Um, uh, it's your brother. No, I'm going to wait. A little bit later now. Okay. Let me back up just a little bit. There we are. Oh, okay, right here. Uh, Jesus took a little child. Okay, and he set him in the midst of them. But now, he's not just, I don't want to get the wrong name. Here's where a lot of times we think, and they'll use this as an example, though. They don't know where it is. But they'll say, only kids have angels. Well, we're going to prove that's wrong. Uh, there are, this, this passage is going to show us that there's angels around kids. But Jesus' whole story is talking about all of us. Okay. So he takes a little child, he calls him to himself, he sets him in the midst. Maybe he had him on his lap. He said, unless you be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of God. Well, just by the fact that he says, we got to become as little children, already now associates me with whatever about this child. So let's keep going. So uh, another important thing is, uh, you and I are in this kingdom of heaven. I mean, that's the reason these angels are there. I mean, it don't it looks like we're in the kingdom of the United States. Well, I am, but I still have all these angels. 
Uh, here it is, verse 6. Let me scroll up and start right here. Let's see. Uh, oh, a little further down. Hang on. Uh, here it is right here. Uh, let's see. Take heed that you despise not one of these little ones. Okay? Now remember, we're, we're just like these little ones. For I say unto you, look at this, that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. What? Let's break it down a minute. Their angels, I love this, their angels. Sue has angels. I have angels. Phil has angels. Fred has angels. Bob has angels. We all got angels. And they're not, some of them are, they're not slackers. <laughs> you know, we make jokes about that. Like, what is it? It's a wonderful life. You know, I'm trying to get my wings. You know, you know, I, I, I got to help. They're better than that. I love that movie. It's a great movie. But it's better than that. You know, uh, our angels are on complete assignment. Okay. But anyway, their angels do, look at this, do always. I love breaking down the things. Just, when you read the word, I mean, they do. And anyway, and they always, what? They behold the face of my Father, which is in heaven. Now, what does that mean? That means they're looking, they're looking constantly at God. Now, I wonder what they're looking for. Well, they're watching, the, and they're watching for Phil. They're not there for anybody else. Phil's angels are watching God. Concerning Phil, you know how to get him stirred up? Why don't you just ask God for something? And God will say, Phil just asked for this, go handle that for him. And they take off. Yeah. And you know what? They're so faithful, they're always going to sit there and wait for a command to do something for Bob. Now, they already got certain things that they're supposed to do. They're going to keep him from this and that and whatever. But I'll tell you what, if, if you've got something you think they're missing, would you send the message up? It's just like, Putting your deposit slip in that tube and sit it down. Get the message. It doesn't take long. Just, Lord, help me. Praise the Lord. But that's what it says. They do always. Praise God.